0: Welcome, everybody. This is Michelle Hayward, and today with us we have Arquela Hargrove, and she is the founder of Epic collaborative advisors. She is coming on to to really tell us uh, more about leading inclusively during a crisis and beyond. Thank you so much
1: for joining Arquella. Thank you, Michelle. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited. One of my favorite topics that I'm talking about. So definitely. I know. I, know. I, I love it when
0: people are excited about what they do mm-hmm. and the people they help because we can all see that when, when you're excited about what you do on a regular basis. So can you tell us a bit um, about how did you end up in in HR?
1: So my uh, undergrad is in human resources management and I tell folks I kind of grew up in HR. I started when I was 12, so I've been doing it for a very long time. And I probably have heard and seen everything people can do in HR. And so from there, being in it for 25 plus years, working in different corporate type environments, now over the last 16 plus years have been doing consulting work. And so partnering with organizations to provide HR services and training, uh, diversity and inclusion strategy work, and it's just kind of evolved from there. What is your favorite memory from being in HR in all this time? Hmm. probably have many, <laughs> uh, but for me, one of my, my favorites, I've been doing work for the last 14, 15 years for an organization that is a um, settlement facility, and probably, gosh, probably when I first started there 14, 15 years ago, the claims administrator the CEO was so embracing, and they got HR. And I was able to have that seat at the table, as well as to bring forth initiatives and ideas and they were embraced. And so for me, that was my favorite time of being in HR uh, on the side of being a leader and coming up with the ideas and things that was going to make us an employer of choice and didn't have any pushback. It was embraced, and so that's been a favorite time for me is having that seat at the table and really, you know, hey, h r makes sense h r is needed <laughs> yeah, exactly and and I explain
0: that to some people, um, a lot of employees have a negative view of h r others have a more positive view of h mm-hmm. r and that's just from the experiences, of course they've had they've had for employers, when it comes to h r what have you seen that they are doing really great
1: at? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. There's some employers out there, businesses that really get it and they embrace and create that culture where employees are able to thrive and they have great benefits and Um, they are, they listen to their employees, they make sure the employees um, have what they need in order to succeed. Um, But I think it's more, it starts at the top, it starts with leadership. And so when you have leaders who uh, understand the importance that the employees are valued, and um, here's what they need to do in order to be successful and have a competitive advantage, then those are those businesses that um, are really just, high on the level and you see them listed in fortune 100 uh, best companies to work for you see them on the diversity practices you know list as being one of the best employers around diversity you see them on the working in the working mother magazine as the best place for working mothers to work because of what they're providing for their employees to again as i said to thrive and to be a difference within their communities great, great to hear so we now know where to go to find yes. the best employers, right for us.
0: Mm-hmm. So now you we know what they're doing right and you talked about it starts from the top, it starts with leadership. So let's yeah. talk about leadership. What does what does you know the best the leadership in these organizations that are really doing well in creating a culture of belonging look like?
1: Yeah, that's that's a great question. One of the things when I talk about, and that's around that inclusive leadership, and so that's another topic that now I'm doing more around because we are looking for leaders to be more inclusive. Now, when we say inclusive leadership, it is a partnership between individual, employee, leader, and the organization. But what I'm seeing around leaders who are more inclusive is that they have empathy, And so they are able to empathize with their employees and their situations. Um, They are great at communicating and uh, being transparent and authentic. And if they don't have the answers to whatever the question is or what's going on, they're open to say, you know what? I don't don't know right now. However, I'm gonna get the answer for you. Or, you know what? I'm in the same situation. I'm frustrated about what's happening it's impacting me as well. I'm going to make sure that I'm gonna keep the lines of communication open. Uh, And then two, they're making sure that they're checking the pulse of employees to ensure that they are engaged and and if there are things that that are needed, that they are in tune with listening into that. Um, So a lot of it is is really just those practices that I'm finding uh, leaders to be inclusive and effective um, with their employees.
0: Right now, in the midst of COVID-19, and it's definitely uncertain times, and leaders, some leaders, not all, are saying, I don't know what comes tomorrow. What do we need in organizations from leadership? Like, what should those leaders be saying and doing
1: for their employees and even for themselves? hmm Yeah, this is uh, unprecedented times for all of us. And um, definitely this is a time for, there's a resource out there and I'll I'll definitely will provide it to the audience, but Deloitte has this, the six traits of inclusive leadership. And so it talks about how a leader can be committed, their commitment level, they're being courageous, it's being uh, cognizant of their own biases, it's being curious, it's being culturally intelligent, and collaborative. And during these times, it's high level stress, we tend to revert back to our gut instincts and and, and fearful and not able to communicate effectively. But this is a time where we need to embrace uh, being more inclusive and communicative um, to our employees. And so a couple of things to think about is that as humans, we, we need that sense of belonging that psychological safety and uh, understand that there's meaning behind what we're doing. We have the support. And so at this time, I just ask leaders not to remain committed to building that inclusive culture um, that you may have already. It's also being able to communicate often now um, so people just know what's going on. I have some clients who communicate daily via email um, they also do weekly Zoom sessions or some type of session where they're bringing all the employees together just to do check-ins with them. And then they're saying, you know what, I I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We're taking this day by day. So they are being authentic and I'll keep you posted. But what is it that you need? What can we do for you? And so that's what people need, just to know that their their leader is there to support them. I've
0: I love when you said um, being authentic, mm-hmm. and we are seeing some leaders do that, and some have been doing it um, mm-hmm. for a while. I've been following um, now the outgoing CEO of T-Mobile, mm-hmm. John Legree, and he, mm-hmm. I'm a Periscope, so I've been on Periscope for many years, and I remember when he would live stream, and he literally like, it's a snowstorm here in New York, and my daughter needed this, so here I am walking in two feet of snow to take her something to mm-hmm. our apartment.
1: Mm-hmm. And we're like,
0: dude, you're crazy. Yes. We stayed on engaging with him while he's walking in the snow to his daughter's apartment. Mm-hmm. And, and, and having that dialogue and be able to talk to him and people say, hey, I have an issue with my T-Mobile. And him say, hey, go here or call, or you know, and we'll get that resolved for you. Yeah. And it, it really made not only necessarily for good live streaming, but it made it part of a community. You mm-hmm. felt as though you were being heard. Yes, yes, who are you seeing or which leaders and organizations are you seeing doing well right now in doing this during covid nineteen
1: yeah, also, I want to say Michelle is too is that leaders are human, <laughs> and so it's it's okay. Let your employees know you know like i i don't know i don't have all the answers and I love Dr. brene Brown. she talks about vulnerability and vulnerability is just it's showing that we're courageous and so you know, definitely to think of it in that terms. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely I was on a, a webinar listening to the head of Ford uh, Motor Company and talking about um, leadership during this time. Um, you, you have um, many other heads of organizations who you see in the news media um, or putting on different webinars to share some of their experiences. Um, but yeah, just, kind of taking their lead on what does that look like? What does that feel like? What do you say? And it's okay if you don't have all the answers. It's just let people know that you're just right there with them. I think that's important. I, I, I love it. Yeah, definitely just let
0: them know. Um, and communication, like you mm-hmm. said. They, the people wanna hear what's going on, even if it's, I don't know what's going on. Exactly, exactly. I don't have an answer, yeah.
1: And we're virtual, so, now if you have remote staff it's now even more critical that we're staying in constant contact because we we still need that connection and so just finding ways to connect uh, with people uh, is going to be key so whether it's an email whether it's a, a zoom session i have another group that they send out text messages um, but just staying connected with people more often is really critical during these times.
0: So let's say, let's look forward, Let, let's not look forward, but let's say we're looking at leaders being inclusive. So often too, oftentimes when we talk about inclusion, um, it's because the small numbers are often left out like, oh, well, the majority of the employees, but you're forgetting the needs of of the other employees who are not a majority. How are, how are leaders to address that in being inclusive? Because I know you're saying communicate, but, and we're communicating back. How do they know then what to do or what should they be doing, even though they're communicating? Like, how should they be listening to their employees?
1: Yeah, so... Um... Definitely I, I hear a, a um, I've heard this saying is we listen with the third ear. <laughs> and so it is um, you know definitely as as asking the questions, listening you know intently in regards to what people are saying or probably not saying right. And so we're just if we can if, if we're having the conversation, we're listening for the emotion or if we're having a zoom session, we're really kind of monitoring body language but it goes down to is having a conversation with people and just asking the question is how are you doing what is it that you you need um, that we can possibly do for you as an organization or i can do for you as a leader and just really asking those questions people appreciate and want that time where the leader just is there and and present with them so it's just for me i tell leaders just to ask and listen and from there, you'll you'll get a lot from your people, and then from there, you you take action as as you can.
0: Yes, I absolutely do. The action part, the communication and the action part, truly, truly helps us mm-hmm. figure out whether or not we're being included. So, yes, let's look at leadership six months after COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. and we're migrating from remote back into the office. Mm -hmm. How should leaders be preparing now for for that culture in their organizations? Mm
1: -hmm. So a couple of things I'm gonna refer to and I'm just based on the the document that I will send back is uh, one, we want to now and even after the recommendation is to remain committed to building that inclusive culture Right. And so that may, you know, provide any support resources um, around what the organization is doing now and then after. I've been seeing a number of organizations on their website say that we are still committed to being a diverse and an inclusive environment and having those resources posted. Also, it is leveraging um, any type of um virtual town halls, it, it's doing the same when we're, at, when we're beyond this period, it's kind of bringing folks together, it's having a, a welcome back, it's, it's having conversations about how we go forward in the new normal. It's also um, having those crucial conversations around um, what's happened and, and what's gonna happen, what it's gonna look like in the future for the organization, if there's gonna be changes made. Also, another thing is not only it's committed to building an inclusive environment or sustaining it, it's having the courage to not only hold yourselves as leaders accountable, but holding others accountable um, during this time. And so that's a time to be transparent. It's to speak up about anything that was not appropriate um, because there are some people, unfortunately, who are being targeted um, as a result of their ethnicity or their race or their national origin. Um, and so we wanna make sure that we have leaders who are being courageous in this time. And then any policies and procedures, making sure that those are aligned with your diversity and inclusion uh, processes and that you take action. Another area is um, being curious and learning throughout the process, this crisis process. So what is it that we can learn? And then how do we you know, move forward to apply what we've learned within our new organization going forward. Because this is a time that all organizations and individuals, it's a reset. And so we're resetting at this time. Okay, what does that look like? And so, really taking an opportunity to, to learn, and then how do we balance that with the organization? And then the last one is reimagining how the organization will look like collaboratively and so empowering you know the leaders the employees and the culture of the organization overall is how do we collaborate collaborate better uh, now that we've gone through this this crisis and so there's some work to be done now that's going to help organizations pivot once we're past um, this crisis and those are some of the things to start thinking about well, I, I have one, a couple more questions for you. Yeah.
0: We're in the middle of a crisis. What is a common myth about how to function as a leader during a crisis that is, again, jumping up that that leaders and management teams really need to be like, you know what, this isn't the route you really want to go?
1: Yeah, sometimes in crisis, we... Um again, we're making decisions out of fear or um, just not having full knowledge of something. And and what I see happens with leaders at times is that they will make decisions and they're just not very good decisions because they're making them out of fear uh, or just not knowing um, the, have all the details for the situation. And so for me, it's for leaders to step back and, really take inventory of, you know, what what is the situation that's before you, thinking about your people and how it's going to impact the people. And then from there, what does it look like going forward? You have to bring in other resources. You may have to consult with someone in order to make a, a de- good decision, but really just not to make it just out of fear, but just really kind of step back and Let's take everything in before we make any decisions that's gonna come back and and not be good for the organization. Um, There was a story out with someone, a local business owner here in the Houston area who laid off hundreds of people and um, just prematurely and said he did it as a favor so they could go and apply for unemployment. It was like, okay, that didn't make a lot of sense because, you know, Make there's delays in that process. So if you don't have to, again, it's just kind. of, Let's take a step back and let's let's kind of walk through our steps and not be so hurried to 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 uh, to do something where it's impacting people negatively.
0: Yeah. Don't be reactive. Let's yes, exactly. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Ask ask some questions and then come up with a plan.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yes, (laughs) have to do it today. Let's just. Let's kind of let let's see what see how it's gonna play out, right? We mo- we may have to make some decisions, and we may have to furlough, we may have to cut pay, but let's let's look at all of our options first. Exactly. Like what? How can we save money?
0: What can we do? There's a a restaurant I want to say in New York, and the owner of the restaurant is like, okay, people can't come in to eat, but we can deliver food, so mm-hmm. he switched his wait staff to delivery staff.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely. And so how do you solve those problems? Um, Mm -hmm. Is there a different way to still be able to provide a service or a product, Um, Mm -hmm. even manufacturing facilities saying we're going to switch over, build ventilators, make Mm -hmm. face masks, face shields, all options and opportunity. And we definitely, everybody's looking for toilet tissue. Yes. yes.
1: And mask and all of
0: exactly that. yes yeah so maybe you need to be the toilet tissue tissue finder company like we need to know
1: where where it is that's great right and so now it's it's an opportunity for people to reinvent their you know their their services and products and because there's there's opportunities here yeah. um, for everyone and so it's just kind of rethinking it but it's gonna take. A, a moment to recalibrate <laughs> um, your processes. And and it's okay to, to step back and, and take a look at what's, what's working and how things need to change. Um, so you can be more effective, but everyone's having to, to pivot during this time. Absolutely, and it's the pivot
0: so that people talk positively of you mm-hmm. now and afterwards.
1: That's absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. People will remember those, little things, or as you are, you know, like you're doing a summit, right? It's like, oh, I can use that now and after. And yeah, people are going to remember that um, once we're past this, right? Go back and it's a resource for them. Exactly. Mm
0: -hmm. So how can our listeners get in touch with you? Where where can they go
1: online and find you? So the website is epiccollaborativeadvisors.com. And then um, go to the website. Um, there's a contact us page, and I will get those emails directly. Uh, or my email is Arquella A R Q U E L L A at epiccollaborativeadvisors.com. So happy to be a resource and to yeah answer any questions that anyone may have as it relates to HR management, diversity, equity, and inclusion all those areas. So if if you are a small business, medium-sized
0: business, Mm -hmm. and you are trying to make the best decisions right now um, in the short term and the long-term impact of COVID-19, definitely reach out to Arquela so she can help advise you virtually.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do Zoom sessions. phone calls all day, every day.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Be sure you reach out to her so you can get the support you and your employees need because they're looking for you to lead them in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. It was great.